Hello, I'm Bonnie Stahoviak with the Educational Leadership Doctoral Program at Concordia University. Stay tuned for Beyond the Cloud and today's topic, creativity. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Beyond the Cloud. This is the show that integrates technology with the six C's. How are we doing today, Mariah? I'm doing great. How are you, Jonathan? Fine, thank you. And for the people at home, this is the show that allows us to talk with educators and authors. And today I'm joined by a special guest, author and educator, Mariah Mayer. Mariah, can you tell us where, where do you teach and what's your background? I teach sixth grade at Bernice Air Middle School. This is my 20th year teaching. My favorite grade is sixth grade. I love what I do. And I'm happy, very happy to be on your show. Well, great. Let me give the audience a little preview as to what we're going to be doing today uh, so they'll be ready. And that'll actually give you a chance to be prepared for the questions. Uh, And then we'll do our intro and we'll jump right in. So I'm going to be asking you three separate questions. I I heard that your school has adopted a school-wide word that's called grit. So I wanted you to talk a little bit about grit and how you teach creativity uh, and grit together. That's my first question. My second question I, I, w- I know that you tell your students a story, uh, and I'd like you to share a story with us. Okay, in my last part, I wanted to ask if you had any words of advice for fellow educators. How does that sound, Mariah? That sounds great. Okay, so we'll be right back, right after this introduction with Beyond the Cloud. And welcome back to Beyond the Cloud. My name is Jonathan Wright, and my special guest with us today is Mariah Mayer. And M- Mariah... I heard your school adopted a word, a a kind of a school-wide word called grit. How do you teach creativity and grit together? Great question, Jonathan. Well, this year, because my school adopted grit and because I also like to to teach creativity, I started to really think about how they're very connected. And I want to kind of define what grit is just for anybody that doesn't know what that word means. Grit is the passion and perseverance towards long-term goals. And psychologist, researcher, and professor Angela Duxworth has discovered that what we eventually accomplish in life may depend more on our passion, resilience, and commitment to our goals than our innate talent, or check this out, or even our IQ. And I think a lot of people don't really think of creativity and grit going together Um, But I actually do like to teach them together. In fact, Michael Fullen often uses the word grit to describe character. But I do have a valid reason for teaching them together. Would you like to hear my story? Uh, Yes, I would. Definitely. Okay. So I think this is kind of a difficult concept for students. And for some, many, grit is a new word. So each week I do like to tell my class a story. So here's an example of maybe a story I would tell my students. Little Ruthie grew up on a 1,400-acre ranch in South Dakota. Excuse me, 14,000-acre ranch in South Dakota. She had nine brothers and sisters and was expected to work at a young age in order to help her family. She woke up early to do endless chores. At two years old, she started painting. No one needed to tell her she was an artist. It was something she instinctively knew. As a young girl, she would ride her horse into the draws and make carvings in the sandstone. This creativity did not come out of thin air, but was modeled by her mother, an artist herself, and encouraged by her father, a published poet. To encourage Ruth to paint, her father actually bought Ruthie her first set of oil paints. 
As Ruthie grew, her talent became more and more evident. In grade school, she won the Poppy Poster Contest for Meade County. Her talent was even recognized by her parents' friends, one of which was Dwight Eisenhower, who before his presidency would go trout fishing with Ruthie's father on their ranch. On Eisenhower's next visit to the ranch, he gave Ruthie three of his lithographs. Ruthie was grateful for this gift and for the support her family gave her. But being a girl in the 1930s, I can only imagine the comment of others. I am sure some said she would never make a living painting and did not waste her time. I mean, let's face it. Making it as an artist is no easy feat. Even Van Gogh himself only sold one painting in his lifetime. From the critics and the public, Claude Monet, the founder of French Impressionism, paintings were criticized for being formless, unfinished, and even ugly. And even Edgar Allan Poe, now known for starting the American Romantic Movement, was able to publish his work, but often anonymously, and he rarely ever received any compensation. And some of you might have heard of Emily Dickinson. She was one of the best writers in the English language. She only published, check this out, seven of 1,800 poems. And a lot of those poems were actually so heavily edited that you could barely recognize that they were hers because they said that she wasn't using proper rules of poetry, at least for that time. So I imagine being an artist during this time, or even any time, would be difficult, but Ruth's painting for love remained. She paints to bring more beauty into the world. She has used just about every medium to create, from the concrete in her backyard to her stools in her kitchen to her own stained clothing. She sees everything around her as an invitation to create. She paints to express impressions, thoughts, and ideas. Over a year before the tragic day on 9-11, on June 29, 2000, she unveiled her painting called I Love New York. Behind the Twin Towers, she included an angel hidden in the clouds. When asked why she included this angel, she simply stated she felt it should be there. A few years later, Pope Paul John II was given a terminal diagnosis. The Vatican was devastated, and like Egyptians with their pharaohs, they too wanted to preserve his life forever. They decided they needed an extraordinary artist, one who possessed both talent and spiritual connection, but no artist could be found in Italy or even Europe. The Vatican search continued until they entered a gallery in Laguna Beach, California. They had never seen an artist like this before. In fact, upon entering the gallery, it appeared to be filled with dozens of different artists. They appreciated all of the art, but wanted to know which artist was the one that painted I Love New York. You can imagine their disbelief when they learned all of the art was created by Ruth. They wanted to meet her, but she was busy, as usual, working in her studio. So when the gallery called to explain to Ruth, there were two priests from the Vatican to meet you. She thought it was a joke and told her employee to tell them she would be at the gallery two Sundays from then, and they could see her then, if they still wished. So two weeks passed, and she had completely forgotten about the phone call. As she was painting in her gallery, she felt water on her head and heard a priest behind her saying, we were directed by God to have this art paint and to have you paint Pope Paul John II. Ruth spent the next year studying Pope Paul John's life. Her painting is called Song of a Beautiful Life. In March of 2004, she was able to present this piece to the Pope himself. His response was priceless. Despite his Parkinson's disease, he gave her a thumbs up and blessed her. She has continued to live a blessed life since then. She received the International Leonardo da Vinci Award twice, which has brought her back to Italy. Ruth feels compelled to paint, even after back surgery, and despite being in great pain, she still painted. She paints out of inspiration and 
what I personally believe to be divine connection. Today, she is 83 years old, and she continues to run two galleries, one in Catalina and the other in Laguna Beach. This year, her gallery in Laguna received the best art gallery in Laguna and has won this, and this is not the first time. I know all this because she's my mother-in-law and also the mother of 10. She, she is, are we done? No, no, I'm still here. Okay. So the reason I know all this is she's my mother-in-law and she inspires me to create just for the love of it. So that is one story that I would use to share with my class about not only creativity, but also grit, not giving up. You know, that is, that is such a great story, Mariah. You know, we, I want to just review a few highlights before we take a break and come back because you mentioned some names that I think I want to give my viewers a chance to, or I'm sorry, my listeners a chance to write down if they want to take notes and do some look research. So if you if my listeners have a pencil ready, we talked about Angela Duxworth. Yes. And Angela Duxworth, I think you begin with a quote by Angela Duxworth. Mm-hmm. Michael Fullen, Edgar Allan Poe, Emily Dickinson, and then you brought up Ruthie. And I, I was going to ask, and I'm glad you connected it with your mother, because what a wonderful person, that person that created that angel in the cloud. So when we come back from our break, I'm going to be asking you, uh, do you have any words of advice for fellow educators? Uh, Okay? Absolutely. Okay, so we'll be right back with more Beyond the Cloud right after this commercial. Character? So what does good character mean to you? Good character means to me that... Like, they're So having good character means to always be kind and selfless and brave. Some of good character is amazing and funny. That you're positive, you're always helping other people out, you're not caring about yourself, you're caring about other people, and you do anything you can to help them out. Someone with good character is really nice. Um, someone who has good character, like, follows the laws, like, no littering and stuff like that. A good character is a person who always does the right thing. It means you're funny and you're nice and, and you care about people and you do good things. Good character is someone who's honest and tells the truth. Good character means always being positive and always having a good attitude. Because when you're positive and have a good attitude, good things will happen to you. Someone with a good character, respects people, and has a great sense of humor. And welcome back. In case you just joined us, my name is Jonathan Wright, and you've been listening to Beyond the Cloud with our special guest, Mariah Mayer. Mariah, as we close, I just wanted to again Uh, paint that picture, no pun intended, (laughs) but I wanted to paint the picture of this angel in the cloud and uh, your, your mother-in-law doing this beautiful work. And I don't want, I I never shy away from putting it in a a plug, but is there any way that we can see more of her work or where, if we're interested in actually seeing some work, where can we go for, to see work, work done by Ruthie? Type in the name Ruth Mayer. R-U-T-H, and then Mayer, M-A-Y-E-R. Her blog, her website will come up. You'll be able to see everything I'm talking about from the pictures of the Pope to A Song of a Beautiful Life to I Love New York and anything else. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And so, you know, out of everything that we've been talking about, Mariah, 
Do you have any words of advice for fellow educators? I sure do. And I'm sure, as some of you know, if you do have an artist in the family, it can be intimidating and almost uh, feel like you don't really have anything to give. And, and so partly, you know, I want to share my own story. For the past 20 years, I've actually been writing and I share little of what I write with anybody. I kind of feel like the Dead Sea. And let me explain the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea lets water in, but it never lets water out. And if you've ever been there, it's actually quite painful how salty it is. Um, and so I read and I write and I read and I write, but I really never share it with anybody. And I love learning and I'm constantly doing so often processing my thoughts through my own writing. And as you know, writing takes time. Sometimes I do not have much as a pastor's wife, a mother, a full-time teacher, a doctorate student. And now that I'm beginning to share my writing on my new blog called Be Grateful, I'm finding myself compelled to write. I hope my writing helps others, but even if it doesn't, I know it's, it's helping me. In fact, I have a quote in my study to encourage myself. It's by Jen Hatmaker, who writes about being creative in her latest book. Her book's called Of Mess and Moxie, and she states, you're not required to save the world or anyone for that matter with your art. It isn't valuable only if it rescues or raises money or makes enormous impact. It can simply be for the love of it. That is not frivolous or selfish in the slightest. If the only person it saves is you, that's enough. We cannot have too much beauty. So let's remind our students and, and even ourselves that grit and creativity go together. Let's tell them stories about the thousands of creative people who have gone before them and struggled to make this world better. People like Walt Disney, Abraham Lincoln, Helen Keller, and Jackie Robinson, to just name a few. Let's model it by expressing creativity in our own way. Let's remind our children and our students to continue to create and do what they love. Let me leave you with one more pearl of wisdom from my favorite author, Jen Hatmaker, who says, there is room for you. Don't be intimidated by successful makers. Be inspired by them. Creativity doesn't divide, but multiplies. Finding new expressions in everyone inspired by someone else's gift. We can draw from our favorite writers, artists, musicians, thinkers, leaders, teachers. They sharpen and stretch us, laying pavement for our own gifts, offering possibility and permission to be even better versions of our own creative selves. So thank you, Jonathan, for allowing me to share those couple things with you today. And, and thank you, Mariah. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast produced by educational leadership doctoral students from Concordia University. Be sure to tune in next time for their episode on critical thinking and problem solving. Have a great day, and we'll see you beyond the cloud. podcast you just heard was recorded with Anchor. If you want to make your own, download the Android or iOS app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast. That's anchor.fm slash podcast.